Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PHLY Eagles pregame show. Bo Wolf, Jamie Lynch, as the 6-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles prepare to play the Washington Commanders for the second time this month, but this time, Jamie, in the worst stadium in professional <laughs> sports. <laughs> yeah, I've been, uh, so I don't, you don't know this about me, but I've got, I went to college in D.C., so one of my good, uh, good, good buddies is a season ticket holder. So I've been going to Eagles whatever variation of the team it yes. is uh, for about 25 years, only about four or five of those years I haven't been able to make. So I have way too much familiarity with FedEx field and the absolute toilet that it is. It's the worst. It is the absolute it's worst. It's a pain to get to. Oh. It's a pain to watch from. It's it, you feel dirty when you're there. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's terrible. I've seen some of the, the drain pipage, um, you know, leaking while there. But the Railings good thing is falling down. Oh, yeah. yeah. The good thing is the Eagles seem to dominate down there. That's right. The commanders play well for whatever reason at the link. I think that's right. And the Eagles go down to D.C. and just dominate. So, you know, a lot of people call it Lincoln Financial Field South. Uh, Eagles fans are going to have a big presence at the game today. No doubt. Um, and the Eagles just, they typically play really well in the stadium. Last time they were there, a bunch of big throws down the field. Devontae Smith had a few big plays. That was early in last season. And I think that that was sort of when we start to feel start to started to feel like that Eagle season could be special mm-hmm. that, that Devonte Smith game. So uh, interesting to see what happens in the game today. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got the inactives. We're going to hear from Zach Berman live from FedEx field. If the uh, Wi-Fi there permits, we will have our best bets. Jamie, if you've been following him oh. all season, he's just printing you money. Yeah, and then we'll have our predictions as we zero in on the the final scheduled one o'clock game of the season, Jamie. That sucks and is weird. I can't believe they only have two, and they're both the Commanders games. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that sucks. How but, do you feel about the general having to play a team two times in four weeks, five weeks? It is, it is a little strange. Um, I don't see the reason why you can't space these out a little bit more. It's very weird to me. But. Yeah, it seems like they always play the Giants twice now in December. That seems to be the new thing. Um, it's strange, but I, I don't get it. But the NFL schedule then again is like, 
probably pretty complicated to put together. So if that just happens to be, then it happens to be. Well, and you know, these things even out over time, but an interesting dynamic here because Jay Glazer reporting today that the commanders are, are maybe entering a fire sale here. He said at least one of Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, or Montez Sweat is likely to be dealt well, this week. I would think after Jonathan Allen's comments last week of I am MFing bleeping sick of the same old bleeping BS and blah, blah, blah. I can't like basically he was at like a breaking point. And that's one of the leaders of the team. Right. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They're about to have a fire sale. Right. But so you have to play them twice while they've still got their good players. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not necessarily ideal, but we will see uh, how that matchup works out today. The big news from the Eagles in terms of the inactives is that Jordan Davis, who entered the injury report with, uh, with an injury suffered during practice this week, was questionable heading in. He will be active. The Eagles inactives Tanner McKee as the third quarterback. Rashad Penny again. Bradley Roby is down. Patrick Johnson, Moro Ojimo, and Albert Okuegbunam. So uh, that's a big one because I think we know that the way that the commanders want to play, if they have their druthers, is the way that they won at the link last year, which is running the ball as much as possible. And so with, with Jordan Davis there, the Eagles, who have potentially the best run defense in the league this season uh, can feel much better. Yeah. Ask Miami about that. Uh, you know, we talked to Zach last week about it. You know, I, I know you can't put it all on Jalen Carter because Jordan Davis in the run game is an absolute wall uh, to try and get through. And when Hassan Reddick and Josh sweat are making the athletic edge tackling, I mean, this team, Miami was one of the best in the league and they just completely abandoned it last week because they had no opportunities to run outside, inside, anywhere, uh, the Eagles just beat them up, as I saw Baldy say with you guys this week. You know, they they just outmanned them. Uh, and Brian Robinson and and the you know Commanders are a little weak up front. You know, Sam Howell's been getting hit a lot, so I wonder if they just go through the air today because I can't imagine Brian Robinson's going to have uh, too fun of a day. On the other side of the ball, two weeks away now from the Eagles' bye, they've got this game obviously, and then the Cowboys next week in Philadelphia. What's your level of concern with the Jalen Hurts injury as we sort of approach a, a resting point for him? Um, I think there's something there more than they're letting us know about, but I don't think they'd be tush pushing as much as they are. If it was something they're overly concerned about, he's clearly had this all year. Uh, I think he's or been at dealing least from the early season. Yeah, yeah. I think he's been dealing with it all seven. Yeah. Seven games now. Um, so I'm not overly concerned about it, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I think at times it affects him more than others. We've noticed a couple times watching the game together, like, oh, he looks quick to the outside today. And then there's other times where it looks like, is that a hamstring? Is that a knee? like a knee? Um, so not overly concerned, but definitely something it must depend in- on the concoction that he's, you <laughs> yeah, know. whatever chemical concoction exactly. he's getting there. Uh, but not overly concerned, but you know, I don't think they're tush pushing, with uh, 1,600 pounds of men on top of them, if it's something they're too concerned about. Yeah, well, and, and as always, curious to see what the sort of the run-pass split is sure. today against a, a team that has a very good defensive line. You would expect that the Eagles think they can throw on the commanders, but do they want to sort of lean on DeAndre Swift a little more than they have in games past? For some insight on that, we can send it now to... FedEx Field, where Zach Berman is the man who loves Washington, D.C. more than anybody who is not a resident of Washington, D.C., although he is probably about, you know, by car, an hour and a half from Washington, D.C. if he was actually driving. Zach, how are you? 
I'm well. Good to see you guys. Certainly wish I was in Washington, D.C., but happy to be in Landover, Maryland, where uh, the Eagles have Jordan Davis active, like you mentioned. And then in addition to that, during pregame warm-ups, uh, and we'll get to it, Sidney Brown was playing in the slot. So those are some of the quick headlines uh, from the start of the game here. Okay, well, so this is this is Kevin Byard's debut, obviously. Um Nick Sirianni said the expectation is likely that he's going to be playing most of this game. Uh, if that is the case, the question then becomes nickel because Bradley Roby is down. As you said, it looks like Sidney Brown getting those, uh, those first team reps. Now, a couple of weeks ago, you told us it was Mario Goodrich and that was the case for the first drive. And then all of a sudden uh, they pulled him off the field. So the other options here are Eli Ricks who played well in third down duty last week against the dolphins and Josiah Scott, who was there on first and second downs. Do you expect that we're going to get to see all of these guys, or do you think it's just going to be Sidney Brown? I'm assuming it's a, it's a rotation. That's the way Sean Desai's operated in these situations for much of the year. I think it is interesting that Sidney Brown was the first one up there. You know, I, I figured that maybe Josiah Scott would be the first one up, then Ricks and Brown would rotate in. The fact that Brown was the first one up shows that with Bayer here, this is a role that they could potentially like for Brown going forward. Uh, but I do think you'll see some of Scott, and I certainly think you'll see Eli Ricks, who I know that the coaching staff uh, was really pleased with the way he played. And I think you can also see him getting in on some earlier downs as opposed to just uh, you know the third down situations he was in in past weeks. Yeah, Zach, uh, to Kevin Bayard, you know, I guess joining a new team, the terminology is the toughest part to kind of get your head around. I'm sure the play designs and schemes that they're going to be running isn't uh, anything too new to them. It's probably more terminology related. Uh, what do is there any indication of what to expect from him in terms of uh, aggressiveness, downplaying in the box, maybe coming down, playing high? Is he just going to kind of be all over the place or do we expect, you know, a, a very ease in game here today? It's an interesting question. I, I heard this week that they like him in, in multiple roles. That was one of the things that appealed to them in the trade market, and he's obviously done that in the past. Whether we see that after really only a walkthrough and two practices, that might be ambitious. But the thing that they are hanging their hat on is this is an eight-year pro. This is someone who has never missed a, a, a game, has played under different defensive coordinators in different schemes. He's a smart guy. Um, and he's in a defense with Darius Slay on one side, James Bradbury's on the other side, Reed Blankenship, who Eagles and we've all seen has, has played well. So it's it's not as if he needs to carry this secondary. I do think you'll see him in multiple roles, but I, I, I would imagine an easing in process to begin. Although I do think he's going to play more this week than you typically see from a guy in the first week with the team. Zach, uh, we are two days away now from the trade deadline. Obviously, we know the the Bayard move that was made. A few reports, Eagles, you know, sort of uh, related that that have come through over the past couple of days. I'm curious for your thoughts. One is that uh, how he's sniffing around potentially trading for a linebacker. The other that uh, Derek Barnett can be had by <laughs> opposing teams. Uh, I'm sure if the price is right that that is true. That made me laugh. What Sorry. do you think is more likely? A, a trade for a linebacker or a tr sending away of Derek Barnett? I would imagine a trade for a linebacker. I think if they could have traded Derek Barnett, they would have traded Derek Barnett by now. I mean, you've heard these reports before cutdown day. Now perhaps uh, teams have, have wanted... <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, teams have, have wanted to see him uh, play. Obviously, he missed all of last season, so there's you know a, a seven-game sample size here that teams didn't have before the season. But, uh, I mean, the Eagles could have made him move three and five. So, yeah, I, I would imagine if the price is right, they would move Barnett. But, you know, a pending free agent who really doesn't have a lot of sack production this year, certainly does in the past. I think it, it, it's more likely they add somebody. Uh, you know how he's aggressive. He sees an opportunity as he should. I mean, the Eagles are really good right now. Best record in, in the NFC. That window is there. And I think that you saw them add Sue and, and, and Joseph last year after the trade deadline. But they also know that it's really hard to upgrade the team after the trade deadline. Uh, if the guy's on the street in November, there's usually a reason for it. So, this is really their their last chance to really add um, someone who, who, who can make a difference if they see linebacker or they want to upgrade third receiver still. There's still there are opportunities to do that. So you heard it here first. Uh, Jordan Hicks coming back home to the Eagles. Um, we'll see. I'm just Zach uh, eliminated him in our quackatology oh, this week. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh. Well, Z- <laughs> I'd like, I, w- I would love that story. I mean, Jordan Hicks was – one of my favorite guys to cover. So uh, look, if, if they bring them back, that'd be good for the PHLY coverage. Yeah. So Zach, uh, the commanders are the uh, most allowed sacks in the NFL. The Eagles oddly couldn't get to them last time they faced each other a mere three or four weeks ago, whatever it was. Now the Eagles defense is kind of hitting on full cylinders here with Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick, just terrorizing teams and Carter and Davis inside. Uh, I would think there's a little extra motivation after the last game to get to the quarterback today. Uh, you you kind of sense that from the defensive line this week? Well, I, I, I know pass rushers like sacks, and Nicholas Morrow had three sacks in that last game, and typically when a linebacker kind of falls on the quarterback and the pass rushers don't get the sacks, they, they, they get a little upset there, right? You know, I mean, there's uh, – uh, I always like when the quarterback's on the ground and they race to jump on him so they get credited for that sack. Uh, so, yeah, I would imagine that there's um, – that, that, that these guys want to add, add to those sack totals. Uh, they've been playing well recently, especially those edge guys. They're going to want to add, add to those sack totals. You know, when you can get a game when a quarterback's sitting back there and, he, and the offensive line's overmatched, Say the Eagles are playing with a lead, which certainly helps too. Um, those guys get wide eyes. Brandon Graham, uh, in the past, he, like like last year when he had his first double-digit sack season, he had a game. I think it was against the Giants, where in the fourth quarter of the game, he just added like two sacks um, for a, a game that was out of reach. So I, I imagine these guys are going to want to uh, build up those sack totals for sure. Zach, do you think this is another big A.J. Brown game going for his sixth straight game of 125 yards receiving or more? Or do you think this is more of a Devontae Smith game going back to the stadium which he dominated in last season? I think every game's an A.J. Brown game. I mean, A.J. Brown's that good. And so could he set the NFL record for 125-plus yards, six games in a row? I believe I have that in Goose Wisely, don't I? Uh, so... Either, either you or me, um, but, but that is a Goose Wisely item. Uh, yeah, I, I think A.J. Brown's going to have a big impact in this game, and I, I, I think they're, they're, he's on a hot streak. They go to the hot hand. Um, certainly, Devontae hasn't had that big production 
in his past few games, but you know he can do it. He did in this stadium last year. Uh, and then I, I, I keep saying, I feel like every week is an opportunity for, for Dallas Goddard. And Goddard's been hot in recent weeks, and I, 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 I can see that continuing. So that's all a way of saying that, that they have really good pass catchers. And any week, one of them could go off. But what you've seen from A.J. Brown during these past five games and with the chance to set an NFL record, and he wouldn't just say if he hits 125, he'd be the first player in NFL history to do that. Uh, if he hits 100, he'd be the first one with 100 yards in six consecutive games since Julio Jones in 2018, his teammate and the guy that he's emulated. Um, so certainly storylines galore, as we like to say. I don't know if we like to say that. So on the other side of the ball, Zach, I think the Eagles, without a doubt, have the best run defense in the NFL. So I think Brian Robinson's in for a tough day. Now, Terry McLaurin is a guy in nine games in his career versus the Eagles has pretty much 800 yards and gets his numbers, uh, you know, fairly easily. Do you think this is something where the Eagles are almost okay they're never okay with it. They obviously want to shut them down. But is that like the one thing they can kind of allow to happen where they're not going to get killed? Um, not that they have that mindset, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, McLaurin can get his. We're going to shut everybody else down. Good luck. If it works out that way, I imagine they would take it. But, but McLaurin's hurt them, like you said. And his best games have come against the Eagles. I've spoken to Darius Slay about this. Slay really respects McLaurin. And Slay's played him every year of McLaurin's career, going back to when. Slay was in Detroit. For some reason, that, that that's just a tough matchup, probably because he's a, a really good receiver, but he's he's so precise in the way he, he runs his routes. Um, one thing Slay said when I asked him about it was, like, McLaren doesn't take a playoff. Every single route, he's, he's running hard, and not all receivers do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I can see McLaren being a big target there. The, the, I think what's held up Washington's offense is those other, those other guys haven't really – taking that big leap, in particular, Jahan Dotson, their first-round pick last week. Oh, I'm sorry, last season. So it, it, if if it turns out that McLaren has another big game against the Eagles, but the other guys don't, then certainly I imagine the Eagles would take that because they're probably in, in a good position to win. Okay, Zach, we always ask you about the spread there and the uh, the spread at FedEx Field, no, notoriously stingy and uh, borderline inedible. What do we got today? Like uh, old <laughs> boiled hot dogs and some potato chips. What's the deal? Yeah, there's hot dogs there. Uh, there are some nachos there. And then there's your breakfast, you know, your scrambled eggs, uh, potatoes, and French toast. And then there's, I think there's a candy bar. Um, Halloween's coming up. Tuesday. Uh, I had to, had to think back. I, I noticed the trade deadline, but other people notice Halloween. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, it's I not am a, curious. Is it, is it different than years past with the new owner? Yeah. Josh uh, Harris. No, it's not different. Um, the spread itself is not different, but, but there are, you know, little things in the, in the stadium that are different and just asking around. Um, there is optimism about the new ownership group and, I think there's probably nowhere to go but up, right? But uh, it's it's still the, they made this week hiring the analytics guy mid-season without going through the process of doing it in the off-season. Well, they they, they want to get a jump on the data, right? Um, but the this is my 12th consecutive year uh, driving down here. Actually, 14th consecutive year driving down here because I came here when I was at the Star Ledger covering the Giants, uh, and it's the seemingly the same drive. Every year, I never know which uh, 
like like the entrance always changes so you have to go you get on the baltimore washington expressway to go on 95 today i had to come in through garrett morgan boulevard but anytime i can be here i'm happy because it means i'm covering the game yeah uh zach last one for me the health of the offensive line is jergensen is just is that just something we expect to see after the bye now no reason to bring him back uh even if he's eligible it might be next week um but is he on pace to come back after the bye it's interesting you ask me that because i i was watching uh pregame warm-ups there and uh jergens is traveling you know the the boot's been off his foot there for some time but he's traveling with the team he's he's moving well walking around well Howie Roseman kind of called him over actually as Jurgens was walking to the to the locker room. He is eligible to, to return this week against Dallas. Um, I couldn't tell you whether that's going to happen or not. I'll try to get more clarity on Monday. I could see them activating his practice window, although if you do that, you probably want to be confident he's back after the bye week because uh, they you know they have that week off there. Uh, but uh, look, I mean, he's he's been out of that boot for a few weeks. He's on the road with the team, like I said, which is notable. They don't travel all their injured guys. And I think, like, for instance, when Fletcher Cox was banged up, um, what was it, the Rams game? Fletcher didn't travel. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I do think it's, it's noteworthy here that he's here and he's walking and he's moving. And um, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be back, but – I, I wouldn't say it's out of the question either. All right. Zach, last thing for me, uh, just in general, Cowboys next week coming off the best win of the season. Any concern here for a sort of a letdown for this Eagles team? You know, it's, uh, and obviously we discussed that in our emails back and forth. Like, like this, this, this game has the least amount of juice for an Eagles game I can remember. And part of that's probably playing Washington in such a confined period here. Uh, like you mentioned, in, in in those emails, the Phillies you know, losing, and there's kind of the uh, post-mortem to that. Uh, and then it's just not really a exciting Washington team, per se. So there's there's always the possibility of a letdown in, the, in a division game. I mean, Washington has played them tough in the past, obviously ended their undefeated run last year up in Philly. The Eagles have played better down here against Washington, interestingly, than they have back back uh, that that they have back home. I think there's always that that possibility, but I, I think that it, that uh, you said it well actually in the prediction. I think the Eagles got Washington's best shot in that game a few weeks ago, and I can't imagine Washington's going to play better today than they did then. Now the Eagles could play worse, right? But if if Jalen's turning the ball over and they have these untimely turnovers. There's a chance if Eagles play their game, I don't see them losing. There's a reason why they're seven point favorites on the road. Right, Zach Berman, live from uh, the toilet bowl. field, the toilet bowl of America. We'll talk to you in, in the post game show. Enjoy the game. Uh, let us know if you need to know what happens in the game because I know you have a, a very bad angle. Anytime I'm here, I'm happy. No, no, there's there's no complaining from me. Thank you. I'll see you guys post game. All right. Good stuff from Zach. And uh, as we close in on game time, Jamie, it's time for our uh, for our best bets. You want to go first or you want me to go? Yeah, why don't you go first? I'm going to make sure I'm not doubting myself, even though Tyler made the graphic. No problem at all. Uh, so my <laughs> best bets after the the enormous windfall of the Josh Job under tackles that last was, week. A lot of people are talking about a that. A lot of people were talking about that. I think they led with that on uh, the nightly news. <laughs> Uh, we are uh, we are not unfortunately we, we didn't find quite an easy money one 
this week. And so I'm going with first Devontae Smith. You know, you can sort of do those those alternate lines. Yeah. I'm going over 60 yards receiving Ooh. for plus 125. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I like uh, maybe a couple big plays for Devontae this Smith. This is the week, right? It's got to be. be the week. Now, it's you know, this, there's a gambler's fallacy thing going on here. Like, it's got to be eventually <laughs> Devontae Smith's time. But I feel like if it is his game, 60 is 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 uh, pretty easy. And I think he could also still get that even if A.J. Brown sure. has a big game. And then my other one is just knowing that the knowing the way that Washington wants to play in this game, Brian Robinson over 10 and a half rushing attempts. He had 14 the first time these two teams met. He obviously had a, a bunch when the commanders beat the Eagles at the link last season. I think they want to be able to run this game through Brian Robinson. So even though Jordan Davis is back and their Eagles run defense is really good, I think they're going to try to run the ball into that brick wall. Yeah, uh, that's not bad, especially if they get the commanders get the ball first. I'm sure part of their best defense is keeping the Eagles offense off the field. So they can try and control the clock a little bit and, and run with them. I think I think I think you're sound thinking on both of those, Bo. There we go. Uh so mine But uh, this is the I mean, this is the main event here because this is <laughs> it's basically an ATM that yeah. you the best bet. So the first one I'm gonna challenge myself a little bit on because uh the numbers have gone up a lot over the last couple of weeks because AJ Brown is dominating the NFL. As Zach said, he could go for his sixth game today with 125. Uh, plus yards his over under has jumped all the way up to 90 and a half spicy which is second in the nfl behind tyreek hill who's 93 and a half um i'm gonna go with the over until somebody stops it you have to lay minus 105 to get that on DraftKings right now until somebody shows me that they can stop this connection he's gonna get his probably 11 to 13 targets and if he gets those, there's a really good chance, in my opinion, he gets 91 or more yards. And this all really started when Emmanuel Forbes talked smack to him. Yeah. Uh, when these two teams met on October 1st. And ever since then, A.J. Brown has been unbelievable. And <laughs> Emmanuel Forbes has been sitting on the bench. Yeah. And then my second bet, because uh, this is the most sacked team in the NFL. And Hassan Reddick uh, has appeared to turn the corner and just start killing quarterbacks again. Uh, I'm going to take his over anytime sack. Uh, they put it. Uh, tricky, tricky DraftKings. I saw you at 0. 0.75. Yeah, you get, to, you get a half sack. That's not going to count for yeah, you. Yeah, so the half sack doesn't get you the push. You need the full sack, but I think Hassan Reddick's going to get it. Uh, so I went on the defensive side of the ball for the other one. So A.J. Brown over, Hassan Reddick anytime sack. You got to lay minus 135 to get that with Hassan. Uh, but I think it's a good bet. I think they're going to get to the quarterback today. I don't think Sam Howell is going to look as good as he did last time. Yeah, we came on the show when they we were played. like that we were guy was putting the ball on the money. What a player! <laughs> Unbelievable. And and if Ron Rivera goes for two, then maybe the Eagles are five and two instead of six and one. But yeah, uh, here we go. So, are we ready for final predictions? Sure, I can go first. Yeah, go uh, for it. As Zach said, I you know I, uh, I I made the prediction on the email exchange, which you can read if you are a diehard on allphly.com. I do think that that the Eagles have seen the Commanders best. And knowing that this is a team that is thinking about trading people away, yeah. um, it feels like this is maybe a last-ditch effort for them. I think that Sean Desai uh, has started to understand what he can do better with this defense. That was their worst defensive performance of the season against the Commanders. I think he's going to have a much better plan for Sam Howell in this game. I don't know, maybe uh, maybe Kevin Byard is a, is a factor here, but I just I don't think I don't see the Commanders being as productive offensively in this game as they were four weeks ago. And I think that the Eagles offense is too good for, for the commanders to stop, even though they've got that very good defensive line. We'll see if Jalen hurts can protect the ball. If he does, I don't see any way that the Eagles are going to lose this game. 
I'm going to go Eagles. I'm going to stick to my odd prediction line here. Like I'm, I'm going Eagles 29, Commanders 18. It's probably not a score agami, but it's pretty odd. I like that. It's an odd one. Yeah. But yeah, I think they're going to win and cover. I uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. I just think the Eagles offense is better now than it was last time they played. I don't think uh, the defense is going to be enough to stop them. There's just a plethora of targets. I do think Kevin Bayard and the defense are ascending. Well, he's new, but the rest of the defense is ascending. And now you throw, you know, a perennial pro bowler in, in the mix. Um, I think they're going to have a tough time today. And like we said, the Eagles dominate down at FedEx field. Uh, Zach noticed that as well. And it's weird. They just kind of swap stadium uh, and the commanders give their best shot to the Eagles up here. So I got the Eagles winning 34 to 20. I, I think they cover. Uh, I'd be surprised if the commanders put up more than 20 points on this defense right now. I think I agree with that. Yeah. I just, you know, like I asked Zach, Terry McLaurin can get his. He's going to get his versus the Eagles. It almost always happens. I just don't know what else they have outside of that. That's going to, you know, like tight ends. Okay. Brian Robinson's okay. It's just a, it's a Logan Thomas, you know, it's a lot of guys that are just kind of okay. And it's, it's like, I, I just don't see where it's coming. It's from. a lot of guys. They are, they are, have always been less than the sum of their parts. Sure. Right. It is a lot of guys who on paper are good and everything yep. just is continuously underwhelming. Yeah. So. It's just a loser organization. There's no doubt about that. And my buddies who are fans of the team that are diehards uh, will tell you that. Yes. The fans hate. I mean, it's new yeah, now I mean, with ownership. Like, you know, nobody hates us more than we do. Yeah. Right <laughs> you can't hate me more than I hate us. Right. Yeah. So well, uh, I, I, I don't think it's going to get snapped out of today. I think I agree with that. But if it is, That's why they play the we'll game. We'll have plenty to talk about on the post game <laughs> show, which you can watch right after the game is over. So as we count down the seconds until kickoff, enjoy the game today. We will be back with the PHLY Eagles post game show. Make sure you are hitting subscribe and like and all that good stuff on the video. And for Jamie and Zach and Tyler, I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We'll talk to you Go after birds. the game. And as always, we love you. We all silly like the mayor.